What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you. We got some French Open tennis to talk about. Uh, baseball. Some things that I'm, I'm excited about, but still disappointed in my fantasy baseball team. But there's one team that I am really surprised at how good they will are playing, if you will. I don't want to put this on them of where they could be. I'm just going to say I'm just surprised. I know it's been a while, so what? The NBA draft, lottery happened already. We know who's got the Wimbanyama. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Football is about to get that up, back up in earnest, if you will. I know they got like the rookie OTAs right now. And then all of a sudden, you'll turn around and it's July. And it's training camp. And people are talking about football. And I got a little golf to get to as well. A little golf to get to. And first, first, of course, I'm going to talk about the NBA. And uh, am I excited about the NBA Finals? Not really. It's sad to say, but it's probably going to end up being one of the lowest rated NBA Finals ever. And I, I really don't like the thought of, um, I can't remember where I was reading it, where they, oh, because it was this Mark Cuban thing where he was like, he sent out the tweet asking who is watching game seven on a pirated stream. And well, look, no, I'm not condoning it. I don't want anybody to do that. But I will say that there is no doubt in my mind that the way sports are going, you know, having all of the streaming platforms between Yahoo and Amazon and Apple TV, YouTube TV, I simply don't like it. There are a lot of games and fans that are going to miss out watching sports because it's, it's too segregated. That's the problem right now. Instead of being able to, and I remember at the beginning of the season, like, hey, TNT may not have basketball. And that's cable, right? Remember when it was just, I don't know, like the thought of basketball being important, or excuse me, not basketball, but sports just being something that everybody can watch. It seems to be slowly going away. And I don't think that the ratings will ever come back. You're not going to have the masses turning on Apple TV or YouTube TV to watch. I mean, heck, you could almost argue people don't even watch games that much. That's why you have NFL Red Zone, right? Fantasy sports, gambling has changed the way people are viewing the games anyway. So, as I pivoted a little bit, NBA Finals, I'm just kind of like, yeah. First and foremost, I've got to say that Miami is just an amazing franchise. 
what they have been able to do, whether they are the top seed or the lowest seed, they find a way to win. And I never, ever thought that they would win Game 7 in Boston. And not because they couldn't do it. They had obviously done it before. It was more about when I watched them, Boston, win Game 6. It was such a backbreaker that I thought, ooh, I just thought Boston had the momentum. Now, when we talk about all of the coaches that have been fired that have won championships, like in the last four years, right? I think the last four head coaches that won NBA championships were all fired. And I, as much as it's hard for me to say or or even think about, because I don't want anybody to lose their job. I could easily see them saying, yeah, Joe, I just don't think it's going to work out in Boston. I was listening to something. Maybe it was uh, Sirius XM NBA radio about how there were rumblings that when Ime Udoka um, was suspended and then let go that the owner wanted... Brad Stevens to step back in, and I get it. I think that the Boston Celtics were too up and down. I think that maybe the head coach and Joe Missoula coming from the second row, as far as the bench goes with coaches, right? He was not one of the head assistant coaches. Maybe that was a wrong move. Even if Brad Stevens did say see something in Joe Mazzulli that he liked when he was a head coach. But I just think they're too inconsistent of a team. I just didn't like it. And if I'm a Boston Celtics fan or ownership or front office, I'm saying something's not right here. Joe Mazzulli did not get this team up for game seven at home. And that's a bad look. Do I think that owners have too quick of a hook? Yeah. I mean, you think about me working with the Wizards. Yeah, they were up and down years with Ernie Grunfeld. They're up and down years with Greg Popovich. They're up and down years with Eric Spolstra as coaches and GMs. They're up and down years with the Warriors as coaches and GMs. And I think there's too quick of a hook with coaches. And then, yeah, in some cases, there is a quick hook with ownership, with uh, front office too, excuse me, not ownership. But I'm amazed at what Miami has been able to do to get to the NBA Finals, coming from the play-in tournament to the NBA Finals. Then on the other side, you've got the Denver Nuggets. The greatest player to me in the NBA right now is Nikola Jokic. As a big man, he's amazing. I know I said I would vote for Giannis Antetokounmpo to get NBA MVP, and that was because I thought his numbers were somewhat comparable and they had the best record in the NBA. If they didn't have Giannis playing, yeah, they probably would not have been anywhere near the playoffs even though they got upset in the first round. Or I guess, wait, playing tournament, I guess still the first round. But I apologize because Jokic is just clearly the MVP and I think it was just haters not wanting to pick him three years in a row. I did not think Joel Embiid was the MVP and not because 
And that's only because Jokic is better. That's it. And he's proven it. Look where he has taken his team to the NBA Finals. Joel and B can't. And now the 76ers have traded a, a, a doc for a nurse. And Nick Nurse, who is with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, why are we going with retreads? Even if they have championship pedigree, they obviously couldn't do it with the team they had. What makes you think a fresh voice but the same voice is going to do it? Because you know players all talk. As soon as Nick Nurse was the head coach of Philly, you know that Philadelphia players who are close to Toronto players are calling like, yo, what's up with this Nick Nurse? What's it going to be like? And they're already making their assumptions of what it's going to be like to play with Nick Nurse. Now, when I look at this series between the Nuggets and Heat, the Nuggets won both games, but they were fairly close. The games were months apart. I think the key is going to be how the defense of Denver and probably mostly Aaron Gordon can stop Jimmy Butler. And if the if Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, if they can continue to play the way that they have played that have helped Miami get to this point. And if they get Tyler Hero back, oh boy. I mean, I, I haven't heard reports that he'll be back for game one. And let's not forget about Jamal Murray, who has played magnificently for Denver as well. I don't think Miami has a one-two punch. They just have a solid team, an all-around team, the way that they play together. An RIP to NBA on TNT. I hope they're coming back next year, but it's sad that we won't have them on a broadcast. I'd rather have them do a podcast, do a live stream during the game. I'll watch that. I actually would watch that. I wish they could, but there's probably something to get. I just, they're just the best. They really are just the best. But after, if I have to pick one team, I'm picking the Nuggets. They're the most efficient offense in the three rounds of the playoffs. And that's also... There were talks of, like, the last six years they've been in the playoffs, they've been the most efficient team. They just haven't been able to win them all. I think that the Denver Nuggets will win it in five. I want to say six, but I wanted to win it at home. I feel like they can win it at home, and I'm going to say five. A gentleman's sweep, if you will. And Jokic, the Joker, will be the MVP. And a joke, so on Giannis and Joel Embiid, well, not so much Giannis because he has an NBA championship, but definitely Joel Embiid, who's still chasing one. Who's still chasing one. I'm not going to pivot into it that much. But I do think with the NBA draft, when you look at San Antonio Spurs having a number one pick, they're going to be back there before you know it. I mean, think about it, how they had a bad record. They get David Robinson, had a bad record. They get Tim Duncan, had a bad record. Now they get Victor Wimbanyama, 
assuming there isn't going to be some crazy trade or San Antonio decides not to take him or something else happens, but I'm not going to say it. I think that you will find San Antonio back there again. But I'm not going to put too much attention on it. I'm not going to put too much attention on it. Because realistically, that's all you want to know. Victor Wimbanyama, he's number one. Of course, I'm going to look at my Wizards and see what they do. And... You know, I'll give it some time. I'm not going to focus on the draft right now. Just don't want to do it. Just don't want to do it. So, as I said, I am taking the Nuggets in six. And I'll be watching. I'll be watching. I actually just saw a report. Tyler Hero will not play in game one, so we don't have to worry about that. We don't. I'm going to baseball. We've, we've been about a third of the way through the season. And it's been fun to watch. Um, my son, who I don't know what it means, but I know at the beginning of the season, all of these dads were like, hey, your son's really good. He was a number one draft pick in the in the fantasy draft for his age group and I'm like okay and about a week before the season started he said I don't want to play baseball anymore I just want to focus on soccer but we said hey you got to finish out the season and they got beat in the quarterfinals I thought he had a decent season but it was sad because even right after the game he's like okay so now we just have soccer now and I hope this leads to something great for him, that this love that he has for soccer leads to, you know, great success, wherever that may be for him within the game. Or maybe he'll come back to baseball. I know his coach yesterday was like, hey, don't give up on baseball. Maybe he'll come back. Because, man, I feel like most of his games were like, if it, was, if, all, if it wasn't four for four, it was three for four with a run and two RBI or whatever the case may be. And he had a little bit of an arm. But it's done. It's done. What isn't done is Major League Baseball. And the team that I find surprising, and I'm sure it's going to be like, yeah, you're just a homer for saying this. I'll give it to you. But now that I said I'm a homer, now you can guess what it is. The Orioles, after last year, I expected them to be good. They're 35 and 21, four games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. The AL Lease is the only division where all teams in that division are above 500. But the biggest surprise for me. is the Washington Nationals on a, in a good way. 
Biggest surprise for me in the bad way is the San Diego Padres. Come on, you all thought the San Diego Padres are going to be one of the favorites to win the World Series. And now they're five games under 500. Five and five in their last 10. They're just not very good. Their run differential is minus one. And you look at that lineup, that's disappointing. Their lineup should be better. Now, a team that has a winning record that you will say, oh, well, this is a surprise. Yeah, you're probably going to say Texas or Arizona Diamondbacks. But when I look at the Washington Nationals, I never thought at this point they would have already won 24 games. Even with a a really bad run differential of minus 28. A disappointment could also be Philadelphia Phillies. They're 25 and 30. But I thought Washington would be more like Kansas City Royals at 17 and 39 or Oakland A's at 12 and 46, but they're not. They're fighting hard. The young guys are playing well. 24 and 32, that's pretty good. As a Nats fan, I'm like, I could live with that if we're saying we're in a rebuild. Because the funny thing is, if you look at like the Orioles, right? I mean, come on, two years ago, they were bad. And as the young players got better and better, the Nats traded away, you know, some our, our real talent. Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Kyle Schwar- all of these players that got traded, or just not re-signed, but mostly traded, we got... You got players back for it. And maybe the timetable for the Nationals being good is really instead of five, six years, who knows? We could be the Orioles next year. We could be saying we. The Nationals could be just as good as the Orioles next year. Maybe. Maybe. What's not going good is my fantasy baseball team. I literally have not won a game. And I don't know what to do. I'm not giving up. I definitely don't want to give up. But my team. I'm playing this week. My matchup is against the 1-7 a team that's one and seven. So maybe I got a chance to win. But I've got MJ Melendez, Joey Manessis, Brendan Donovan, Nolan Arenado, Jeremy Pena, Randy Rosarena, Julio Rodriguez, Marcel Azuna, Shohei Otani, Eugenia Suarez, Mike Trout, which this is ridiculous. I can never, ever do this anymore because I don't understand why Marcelo Zuna and Mike Trout is not in the game. This is this you got to start players is just I can't do it anymore. This is just annoying me to no end. They're players that should not be in. I tried to do the you know play the starters thing that they have on Yahoo, but I'm already mad at Yahoo because they made me take two roster spots for Shohei Otani. 
Now, my pitchers aren't great. I got some decent relief pitchers in Felix Bautista and Devin Williams. Shohei Otani, I've got him as pitcher and batter. Zach Galen. Adam Wainwright. Brady Singer. Cal Bradish. Maybe it's just my starting pitching. It's just not good. But I'm literally 0-8 on the season. 0-8. I need to find a way to get better. I need to find a way to get better at doing these podcasts too. I feel like it's been a long time. I'm sorry, y'all. My faithful listeners. My faithful listeners. I know I said I would talk golf, and I'm only going to talk it for a little bit because it's about a tournament that happened some time ago and maybe people forgot about it. Brooks Kepka. Am I a fan of Brooks Kepka? Not really. I'm not against him. But the fact that there was all of the controversy with Liv and then also saying that, oh, well, you can't, the Liv players are just simply not, are just simply not going to do well back on the PGA because they're not, they're only playing 54 holes instead of 72. The fact that Brooks Kepka won the PGA championship made me happy. I'm not pro live tour like that. If there was no live tour, if it never got started, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But again, I go back to this, the sanctimonious ones who want to talk about the human atrocities of Saudi Arabia and not look within. That's all I'm saying. The money that all of a sudden the 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 PGA board of directors or whatever they're called that were filling their coffers with money all of a sudden they have more money once Liv comes out because they're scared. That's I just don't like it. And it made me happy to see Brooks Kepka win. That's all that was about. And I'm rooting for Liv Golf Tour players because they've been ostracized and it just simply has not been fair. It simply has not been fair. French Open. I dropped the ball on the French Open. I did. I wasn't really paying attention. Not really caring. Enough about it. And here we are, Roland Garros in Paris. Wish I was there to watch. That would have been fun to go over there. I think Novak Djokovic, who's always mired in some kind of controversy, and now he's in in hot water again with another tournament, making it hard for him to endear himself to some fans. He wrote on a television camera after his win, Kosovo is the heart of Serbia, stop the violence. He wrote after defeating Alexander Kovacevic. 
And of course, for sports minister, citizen appropriate, uh, and stressing the importance of neutrality on the court. He just seems to always find a way to get involved in some sort of controversy. But he's also similar to how some people rooted for him, but not everyone. I imagine that he is the favorite to win on the men's side. I mean, we know that, right? We know that Novak Djokovic is the favorite to win. And realistically, on the women's side, I think it's kind of wide open. I mean, it could be Iga Swiatek, but I feel like Anya Sabalenka owns Jabor. I don't know. Who am I? It's pretty. It's it's Swiatek. It's going to be Swiatek and... Novak, and maybe that's why I'm not as excited about the tournament. That the chance of seeing an upset, although you should never say never, it's kind of like I don't know. I'm just not there yet with tennis right now, and that's kind of sad. I normally am excited about it. I normally am. I really am. I'm normally excited about football year round too and I find myself watching from afar maybe it's just not there yet but it just seems like this year's going by so fast and all of a sudden they were like wait they're OTAs and you know then all of a sudden before you know it yep we're gonna be right back in training camp with football again There are a lot of moving parts that I am excited to see what's going to happen. One thing that I was thinking about with the, um, as they talk about this was the first time in a long time that I think the list is that Kawhi, Steph Curry, or LeBron are not, one of the three of them is not playing in the NBA Finals. And that's happening for the first time in a long time. And in hockey, you've got the Florida Panthers playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. And Miami Heat. Florida kind of mine, huh? Stanley Cup Final between the Vegas Knights and Florida. Game one on Saturday. Can Florida win both trophies? That would be kind of crazy. But it will be exciting to see. Big sports weekend coming up. NBA Finals. I think Denver will win game one handily. Excuse me. If 
I would like to say Denver was going to win game one handily, but my feeling is the fact that they've been sitting so long and Miami is coming off of this big win against the Celtics, I would not be surprised if Miami shocks Denver in game one. That it's going to take a little bit for them to get going. And to that end, I guess that means, yeah, Denver's going to win in six. Because I do think Miami's going to get game one. I think they're going to get game one. Which will be quite wild, right? Yeah. Quite wild. Whatever you choose to watch, enjoy it. Try not to let, um, what do I want to say, the ups and downs of your team get to you, stress you out. And just enjoy the beautiful games, whichever one you're watching. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now.